Hi and welcome. You are listening to the very first episode of the brand new podcast Binge On right here on the Talking Stuff network. This podcast aims to answer a question that philosophers have been racking their brains over for ages. Something that's keeping lot of us awake at night. And the question is what do we watch on TV? So join us as we look at the options available on the various on demand platforms and uh, we tell you various things which you can watch and various things which you can binge on we hope to have fun and hope uh, you do too and uh, here to class up the proceedings and save you from me rambling on live from st louis we have someone whose name conjures up the image of a guy with a leather clad jacket in a sarson ka khet with his hands spread out and his body at just the right angle but this raj isn't what you expect for starters raj is rajeshwari So hi Raj and uh, how's the weather in the Lou St Louis Hi Vicky uh thanks for the introduction by the way uh very colorful introduction uh the <laughs> you deserve it thank you very much that's a compliment i have to treasure uh the like you asked me see the climate is awesome it's sunny and cloudy at times but it's awesome ah time for time you didn't have to rub it in <laughs> i'm sweltering here in hyderabad i know i know i hear some hyderabad is on fire it's just getting started just getting started so uh, raj uh, let's uh, before our, you know we start off let's tell our viewers what they can expect so uh, one of the things i mean we did speak about this a bit earlier was that uh, growing up we had this concept of a tv guide which used to come with our papers you could just simply look at your newspaper and see what's playing on tv and decide what you want to watch it's not that easy now is it true i i think deccan chronicle used to come up with this uh, on saturdays Uh, yes. and you know it used to list down all the um, you know shows and you know what what's going to happen and how it's being received by the audience and etc i don't think that happens these days because newspapers itself have become more or less redundant for most of the people so i think this will our show might help a little with that point there inshallah hopefully <laughs> uh, yeah in fact uh, speaking of tv somebody like me i mean i don't even have a tv connection i'm not sure about you do you have a, a cable connection no we don't uh, i think yeah. even back when we were in india itself i think we stopped the cable connection and we were you know watching on uh, on the you know either on youtube or some other uh, website all the series but once we came here it totally became redundant because we didn't have to look for a cable channel you already have live streaming and then you have so many other channels going on and we didn't have to look at cable at all so even when uh, <coughs> our parents come we just show them uh, youtube and ask them to see the serials there instead of oh. you know look to look taking something up my dad has cable but uh, even he himself is considering uh, get, doing away with cable because uh, like many of us he switched on to all the uh, streaming services which hopefully makes us show like ours all the more uh, necessary <laughs> so <laughs> here's how it's going to work or here's how we think it's going to work and we are open to changes along the way what we thought we would do is every week we'll take a topic and raj and i and sometimes we'll have other guests as well we'll tell you our uh, 
the shows or things to watch on TV, you know, for that theme. And for our first episode here, we thought let's keep it simple, and we thought let's binge on a nice funny series. So, uh, Raj, before we get started though, and you know, come up with some recommendations. Uh, since you are over there in the other side of the world. Mm-hmm. you want to tell a little bit about what are the services that you are subscribed to yes uh, as of now i have only netflix and amazon prime and that itself that content itself is so huge that i don't see the need for other ch- channels as of now <laughs> so i've just yeah. restricted myself with those two ch- live streaming uh, channels i on the other hand of course uh, i know you have all you have already made fun of the fact of uh, you know you know how many things i subscribe to and you have uh, uh, embarrassed me enough and here i am going to embarrass myself in front of our audience once again so the uh, as of now the things i subscribe to here sitting here in hyderabad of course uh, i have a netflix connection i do have amazon prime as well and of course i would be uh, miss if i didn't uh, subscribe to hotstar so the, i have these three but it doesn't stop there i have a sun next subscription i have a z5 subscription i have a sony live subscription i've got uh, i mentioned sun next i've got woot i think it's expired i'm not sure and just as of today uh, youtube premium launched in india so now i pay money to youtube as well so am i am i a glutton for punishment you seem to be uh, i mean so many so many channels are you i mean are you really watching all of them uh, here's the thing i mean uh, for example the things which i watch the most are of course netflix uh, the big three netflix hotstar and uh, amazon prime uh-huh. but every now and then there is something which comes on let's say uh, uh, sun next for example uh, they had the deleted scenes from uh, i'm so sorry I, i'm a little embarrassed to admit this but my my sunnex subscription had ended i renewed it just so that i could watch the deleted scenes from peter okay okay <laughs> okay so uh, i i'm sorry yeah yeah that, that's how i am i have uh, my head in shame <laughs> no i But, think uh, most of us do that frankly speaking uh, just don't accept it but although um, we have as of now restricted ourselves only to these two live streaming i've been bugging my husband to subscribe for hotstar but that doesn't seem to be the case working <laughs> so but i'm sure i'll do that hotstar too because i mainly because i think cricket uh, is being sure, you know streamed through hotstar these days are a lot yes and i'm not able to see cricket star. here so i think hotstar is something is on my list which i want to but i haven't yet so the reason uh, dear listeners the reason why we uh, rajan had this discussion on what it is that we are subscribing to is because sometimes uh, a program which is available let's say in india on hotstar might not necessarily be available even on hotstar in the us the netflix catalog between us and india is vastly different uh, same with amazon prime so uh, when raj recommends something uh, it it would be available in the us and when i am recommending something it's available in india we would have in, uh, show notes and there there would be a link which will let you check especially if the a particular netflix, uh, netflix program is available in your local geography but by and large just keep that as a thumb rule that my recommendations are always available in india and uh, 
Raj, you're mine uh, are on always available in US. Okay, so having said that, let's uh, enough of banter. Let's get started. Uh, we're uh, going to binge on something funny. So, what's the first thing that you want us to binge on? Okay, um, since we're looking at comedy series, I've been watching a lot of comedy uh, series of late. Um, in fact, I uh, last time when we spoke, I told you that I saw Friends for the first time after coming here <laughs> right. six months back. So um, uh, during that course, I also I I also started watching Grace and Frankie. Grace and Frankie is about two friends, or you can call them frenemies also. Uh, <laughs> it's about how these two friends deal with their life situations after they, uh, you know, after they realize that both their husbands are gay and they want to live with each other and not with the respective wives. Oh my God! Okay. Okay. So uh, in this, one woman is an uptight businesswoman, and the other is a very eclectic art teacher. Uh, Grace is that businesswoman, and uh, Frankie is that art teacher. They're forced to live together because of their situation and how they come up, you know, with day-to-day life, day-to-day, uh, you know, challenges during the course of the time, and it's one awesome series. I do see Grey's and Frankie showing up on my Netflix uh, recommendations quite often. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it has two women. I don't know. Uh, I I also read up the you know the, the setup for the show. Tell me something. Is it like a? Uh, I, I I'm I hope I'm not being politically incorrect, but is it a chick flick? Is it something which even guys would enjoy? Uh, see, it's not. I I I mean I don't exactly say it's a chick flick. It might, for some people, some people might feel that it's not up to, you know, guys who would want to see, guys generally want to see all action, gore and stuff like that. There's Not necessarily, we, come on, we watch funny stuff. Uh. Yeah, but I, I, most of them don't, you know, don't uh, want to get into that area at Fair all. Mm, yeah, so, uh, but no, uh, this is not exactly a check flick, I'm probably uh, not uh, quoting everyone but it's not exactly a chick flick but i would specifically say that it's not suitable for kids last time i checked Ah. it's not suitable for kids because there's a lot of talk of homosexuality and then a a little bit of nudity and there is some mentions of sex toys and stuff like that which um not very good for kids at least Ooh, not I mean, uh, below, uh, you know, 16, 15. 16. Yeah. At so, 16, you can't call them kids anymore. <laughs> you never know. But the one thing about the series is that, you know, it's it's a simple premise, nothing much to it, but the complex relationships they have, you know, with each other and uh, with their husbands, with their children, the entire thing, it's dealt very well. Some places okay. it's a little uh, problematic, but on the whole, if you see, it's dealt very well. And and the yeah, I can see that uh, it's done, what, five seasons. So, obviously, it's been doing really well. Really well. I, each season is about, I think, 13 episodes or something. And uh, the cast has, you know, really, really done very well. Uh, Jane Fonda, Lily Tomlin, Martin Sheen. Wow, wow. They, they've come up with 
I mean, they, their energy levels are in the entire, you know, series is just wow. Look at them. You look at them and you don't feel like, you know, what is happening. You just feel like, wow, what is happening here? <laughs> I honestly didn't know it had a Martin Chin. I'm a it, big fan. It it did. I didn't realize initially because uh, I didn't see the first five ten minutes of the series, so I didn't realize initially. Later, I saw it was him. They they come up with really nice um, you know what they, situations that they have to uh, face day to day. So you know how they handle that situation is very good. One of the very you know uh, humorous thing is these these two ladies they are try, uh, you know trying to start their business and the business is uh-huh. for a sex toy for older women for ah, the age okay. okay and it's a it's a vibrator for the older women and that's something just cracked me up because we never <laughs> think of those things in the, on those levels you know we always like uh, we're always worried about the middle uh, the, the teenagers or either the people in 20s and 30s we don't think about women yeah, moment it's, yeah, moment it's about sex uh, it veers towards the younger audience younger audience it's never uh, even 40s i probably i we we've seen but we've never seen anything 50 plus 60 plus we haven't seen all those things so it really cracks me up and also you know makes me think that really we never touch that category of you know age that we never touch that age group at all True, so that's Grace and Frankie, and uh, I'm good. uh, That's available on Netflix, and I know that for a fact that it's available globally because it's a Netflix original. Yep, yep. Uh, I'm sticking with Netflix for my first pick, and that's a show called Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. So, uh, did you have a chance to ever uh, see? Have you seen this one, Naraj? Actually, uh, after our talk last time, I did see Uh the first episode. the premise is interesting, but although the first episode yeah. kind of didn't uh, give me the... I, I, I told you, you need to give it like about three episodes. Yeah, I am yet to go to the second and third episode. I am trying to push myself to that. So, it will take a little so, time. Uh, uh, you you will not regret it. So, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt is... Uh, is Schmidt, I hope I am pronouncing it right. Uh, so, that's a Netflix original again. Mm-hmm. and. This one for me, what drew me to it was the fact that it's created by Tina Fey. So I'm a huge fan of Tina Fey. So anything which if she's behind it, I, I was like, okay, this is going to be gold. And I was not disappointed with the first season. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the premise is very interesting, like you said. So basically, there are there are, there are this uh, bunch of uh, women who are stuck in an underground bunker because they are part of a doomsday cult. And their cult leader has told them that the world has ended and, you know, he has convinced them that you're safe down uh, uh, down here in this bunker. And they get rescued. Now, all this happens in the first five or ten minutes of the first episode itself. So, it's not yeah. like a prolonged story and all. Yeah. And the story happens on how uh, Kimmy Schmidt, who is one of the, Kimmy is one of the uh, women down there. She decides that, okay, you know what, I'm going to reclaim my life. So she goes to New York and she, you know, she starts living. And the fact that she's been cut off from the world for over a decade now, it, it uh, you know, comes up with some really hilarious uh, punchlines and jokes. I mean, in, fact, uh, it, in fact, 
uh, I remember those, uh, you know, when the first time when Kimi comes out and her expressions when she's looking at things, you know, <laughs> yes, it's just yes. awesome. Yeah, that is one thing I yeah. always remember uh, during the. Kimi is uh, played by uh, Ellie Kemper, and the folks who have watched The Office, you would know her as uh, I forgot the character's name, but she was the receptionist uh, after Pam, uh, who replaced Pam. So. Uh, she very cute and very highly talented uh, actor. Actor, so she's there, and you you've also got Jane uh, Krakowski, who's who seems to be a favorite of Tina Fey because she is also <laughs> there in Thirty Rock, who's amazing. And this is uh, I don't know if uh, first episode whether what was your thought on the Titus character? Titus character, yeah, ah, uh, it's that's one character and I, uh, you'd probably love to hate. Can I say that? Exactly. So the character arc for this, so first episode, you know, kind of cringeworthy. I was like, yes. oh man, this guy's irritating. But then he steals the show away from, you know, as you give it, as you give more episodes for the character to grow. Uh, I was surprised to know that the guy who plays Titus is also, uh, his real name is also Titus. Oh, so okay. Titus really steals uh, uh, the show. And the fact that uh, I like the thing that, uh, you know, she's come out of this uh, bunker. So in the first season, they play a lot of laughs on the fact that she doesn't, uh, she's not up to date on what's happening. True. So, for example, instead of, uh, there's one, one place where she says, instead of hashtag, she'll say hash brown, no filter. <laughs> yeah. So I like think that. She's still trying to <laughs> come into grips with, you know, the modern lingo. And, uh, understandably, they, they, they played down in the subsequent seasons because she's, kind of gotten used to modern life i didn't find the second season as funny it was still funny but uh, i think overall it uh, it had four seasons and uh, the show has ended now with four seasons mm-hmm. uh, there's one thing about that show that i really liked i sorry to interrupt you uh, the fact that the show doesn't uh, you know mention the guy who's kept them in the bunker he did never mention is it? Oh, actually, at, uh, towards the end, uh, that's a beautiful. Uh, okay, the guy. I, do, are you, do you know who's John Hamm? He comes in uh, a Madman. He's the lead uh, actor. Oh in yeah, Mad yeah, Mad yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah, I saw so the ad, uh, yeah. but I don't remember. Uh, so John Hamm plays the <laughs> plays the Doomsday Guru, and he, they actually sue him in court and all that. So he oh he he he's got a very hilarious uh, bit also. So the show, of course, even though it's uh, Netflix. It's, I would say, uh, keeping the, you know, uh, the fact that Titus' character is openly homosexual, I'm very, uh, 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 you know, I have I had no problem watching a few episodes with uh, with my daughter, who's, what, she's less than 10. So, I would say it's, it's kind of family-friendly. Mostly, uh, there are references to homosexuality or there might be references to sexuality itself. Uh-huh. But there is no nudity. There's no violence or gore or anything. Uh-huh. So, by Netflix standard, I would certainly say it's a family-friendly uh, friendly one. Mm, that's good. That's good. Uh, so, I think I should give it uh, two or three, three more episodes before I decide. Yes, you do. Yeah, do. Do that. So, what's what's the other thing you have for us? Yeah, mine, um, it's completely different from normal uh, comic series, you know. Mine is a police procedural drama. Uh, <laughs> it's called Monk. Okay. A classic. <laughs> it's called Monk and I really, really loved it. Because it's 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 not exactly a you know 
there you know like comedy generally doesn't uh, handle right. these pro- police procedurals and all they are generally serious but this one just takes the cake um you know this is about a detective who uh, who is with the san francisco police his name is adrian monk he suffers from pros- uh, personal tra- some personal tragedy because of which he you know it gets into that uh, ocd ocd and then he has various other phobias and because of which he has to leave the police force but then uh, you know eventually he becomes a you know outside consultant a private investigator who helps with uh, helps the police in you know solving crimes and this is one series i mean you actually feel bad for the guy he makes you feel uh, irritated annoyed with him at the same time you feel bad for the guy really and uh, the guy who played idiot monk tony shaloub oh like, wow wow he's just off the charts just off the charts <laughs> and it's uh, since it's just it, it's, although it's a police procedural drama it doesn't show any gore or it doesn't have any you know or anything it's just family simple family viewing so anyone can watch this and it's uh, i i think each episode is about 40 45 minutes depending on the episode uh, yeah and it's all it finished eight seasons and i think it was very popular when uh, it was running it was ma- i think after uh, monk only walking dead could uh, surpass the earnings if i'm not wrong oh okay yeah after monk, monk uh, and yeah just, uh, i was a big f- fan of monk when it was running on uh, star uh, world i think it was running on uh, in those days mm-hmm. and if i remember i, I was watching uh, Tony Shalhoub, in fact, won a huge amount of uh, uh, awards for, for this true. Golden Globes and Emmys and whatnot. True, true. But uh, that, uh, that's what I mean. It's dealt very well. The comedy is dealt very well. At the same time, his tragedy is also, you know, uh, woven into the uh, story very well without uh, disturbing anything. without disturbing the whole plot line it gives out very well i mean the characters the supporting characters also you know like uh, uh, adrian monk's um, you know friend but also police commissioner uh, yeah. then uh, there's another there, there, there are those secretaries, secretaries uh, for adrian both the secretaries the first one and the second both of them both of them are secretary. just awesome i mean their roles they although their roles are restricted to being secretaries but they just take it to a different level I mean, totally, totally. just take it to a different level, and there are there are different characters who come on and off, um, and uh, you know they just make the whole uh, series a different uh, gives a the whole series a different look. You know, there's one guy who always irritates Adrian Monk. He he all that fellow also you know suffers from OCD, but he his OCD is a different kind, and there's a <laughs> There's another villain in the plot, entire plot. Oh yes, that fellow. No, no spoilers. No spoilers, though. <laughs> no spoilers. I'm not giving any spoilers, but I'm just telling you the characters are you know so different in this. And of course, I I, I, I like the fact that this uh, each season season finale comes back to the same case about his personal tragedy personal and tragedy. Uh, you know, yeah, so there's a thread which which ties together all the seasons and. 
and it, it also, ends very nicely. Yeah, and also there's one thing where uh, you know the, there is one segment in the entire series where the where Adrian Monk is trying to explain to you how he solved the case. Uh, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. and that that's where he says every time inevitably he says here's what happened. Every <laughs> time he says it, every series almost. I think one or two series, uh, one or two episodes doesn't have it, but every other episode has it. <laughs> one thing though, but both uh, Monk and uh, going back to my previous pick, uh, uh, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, both of them have very catchy title songs. Yes. Here, I think it's uh, uh, Jungle Out There. Uh, yes, yes, they I have very catchy title songs. Uh, and Kimmy Schmidt has a very <laughs> catchy uh, theme song. <laughs> Uh, it's the song's name is also I'll tell you jungle out there. It, it's a jungle it's out. A jungle there. out there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I just I, I totally yeah. Uh, Very funny. I'm I remember the song. Okay, I don't think it's available online in India. Maybe on YouTube. Uh, where is it available on uh, on the US? Uh, in US, it is available on Amazon Prime and YouTube. But YouTube, I think uh, you'll have to pay for it if I'm not wrong. Yeah, you have Let to pay for it in YouTube. Amazon Prime in Indi- India, I don't remember. No, I don't think it's available. But it in US, it is available. Yeah, it's a uh, uh, monk is available uh, on YouTube in India. Uh, so, but of course, I I'm not too sure about how legal it is. Somebody's uploaded a bunch of episodes, so it, it's there right now, and it's been uploaded two days ago, and another episode uploaded a week ago. Uh, so I'm not sure if you get uh, no, here. I'm able to see that there is, uh, um, I mean, from YouTube, it's been uploaded, and it's uh, it's a paid one. You have to pay for okay. the entire series. Okay, okay, so that's. Uh, Monk, yeah, even I would highly recommend it. And it's definitely, even though it's a police uh, investigative drama, it's highly family friendly. Highly family friendly, I agree. <laughs> okay, brilliant, so brilliant. now for yours, I want to know what my, you have in your kitty. Yeah, my final pick is something I thought I'll be, let's move away from uh, uh, Netflix for the folks who don't have Netflix. And mm-hmm. I picked out the best thing, one of the best Amazon, original series which Amazon has to offer. Mm-hmm. And uh, you have you heard of the marvelous Mrs. Maisel? Again, only add. I've I've not started it yet. <laughs> okay, here's the thing. So, uh, like, just like you, the marvelous Mrs. Maisel ad used to come on my Fire TV stick, uh, Fire TV whenever I switch it on. Mm-hmm. I assumed it's either about a housewife, some kind of a you know chick uh, uh, program. Am I sounding too MCP-ish? I should probably not say this. Maybe a female-oriented programming. <laughs> or uh, uh, or my second thought was maybe uh, once there was some buzz about it, people are talking about Marvelous Mrs. Mizzle. And I know that you know it won a lot of awards. It, it won Golden Globes and Emmys and all. For some reason, somehow I thought that it's a detective series where she's a detective. Uh-huh, uh-huh. It totally, it is so different. So basically, it's uh, it starts Rachel Broshanan, who won the Best Actress, and she carries the entire thing. So she plays uh, Midge, uh, Miriam Midge Maisel. So mm-hmm. that's, she's really mar- marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Mm-hmm. And it's set in the night, I think, 50s New York. So uh, you have the, uh, you know, it, it's set in that 50s New York, which gives it that special kind of... Uh, uh, you know, it, it's very picturesque and it very, I don't know, I, I just love the 50s. Uh, yeah. And what happens is it starts off with her husband 
uh, who goes to comedy clubs mm-hmm. and then this lady discovers that she has a knack for comedy herself and then she's uh, right now there are two uh, seasons and it's just chronicling her journey into how she's uh, how she uh, becomes a stand up comic it's amazing really? i mean stand up comedy wow that's stand up comedy it's it's stand up comedy and i would say it's 100% carried on her shoulders she is fabulous she's uh, uh, one of those series where you just have to watch it for her and looks like tony uh, tony shalhoub is in there in this show yes yes that what is the that so we do have a common thread running through it tony shalhoub plays her father and he does such an amazing job he does such an amazing job and you know what he's not aged badly he looks almost the same like he did in uh, wow. in the monk which is what more than a decade ago true monk was maybe 2000s or something yeah i think it started in 2003 or 2004 exactly uh, he he looks probably just the same uh, <laughs> it, uh, so i don't want to give too many things away but yeah like i said it's set in 50s and it it chronicles her life as a, so obviously apart from the situational humor in the plot her stand up act itself is very funny because what happens is she they also show how she incorporates uh, what's going on into her life into her stand up and so you you get not just to enjoy the uh, the you know uh, the humor which is part of uh, organically part of the plot but also you get to enjoy a, a excellent stand up bits now and then whenever and, she performs them. and looks like it becomes so relevant uh, today because since you know stand up comedy is so big these days and you you know get and we dominated even now i mean if here we are in 2018 and even even no stand up com- com- comedy is a highly highly male dominated field exactly it? yeah that's what i was wondering i mean it's highly relevant at this point when you actually require where you have more female stand up comedians there and, and so so you can imagine that in the 50s when she does this uh, obviously moment she goes into any club people ask her whether she's a dancer people ask her whether she's going <laughs> to sing and it's uh, again uh, the reason i don't want to tell too many plot points is because it's it just you just need to enjoy it uh, for what it is it's there is a occasional bit of nudity in fact if i think about it probably the first or second episode she gets into trouble for some indecent exposure mm-hmm. with the police so that's one episode where i remember there was a little, little bit of nudity but otherwise there's no nudity but it's still not a program for young audience because stand up comedy by the you know the her jokes and all it's not really meant for a younger audience mm-hmm. so uh, uh yeah it, it's certainly not for kids it's not a family friendly thing but again like i said not because of nudity but because of uh, the content because of the content mm-hmm. because of the jokes i don't think it might be for a, a very mature audience <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, though I've, yeah, I've sang a lot of praise for Rachel Brushen, I would also want to give a shout out to Alex Borstein, uh, who plays her manager mm-hmm. brilliantly. I don't know, have you seen Family Guy by any chance? No, I haven't. I, I'm okay. just new in the, you know, circuit of watching okay. these uh, series so, from outside. Uh, for those who see Family Guy, Alex Borstein is the voice behind Louis. so she plays her manager and again brilliant it's just brilliant and the best part 
about this entire thing. I mean, I would say the best part. The best part is Rachel, of course. But another, uh, you know, icing on this is the music. Since it's set in the 50s, the background music, everything. The, the, I love the music from the 50s. So there's oh, yeah. such a... Oh, yeah. <laughs> in fact, uh, Spotify has an amazing uh, playlist for, based on Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. So I, I catch myself listening to it so often. <laughs> so... Uh, she she won the Emmy for Best Actress this time, mm-hmm. and uh, that's marvelous, Mrs. Maisel. They've done two two seasons. I can't wait for the third. And Amazon has uh, uh, you know has not cancelled it, so we will have a third third season, and it's available on Prime globally. And uh, each episode is about what forty five minutes to an hour, and well worth it. Okay, then that means that's another uh, addition to my uh, list of to dos now. <laughs> uh, in the end of our first season, we've got four uh, funny series uh, for you to binge on. Uh, Raj, you you told us about Grace and Frankie, which is uh, five seasons worth of binging, and then you told us about Monk, which is again eight seasons of binging. Yes, that's a huge one, by the way. Kimmy Schmidt is four seasons, and Marvelous Mrs. Maisel is two. So we've got four beautiful shows. Do let us know. We'll have a uh, uh, links to all of these uh, shows right here in the show notes. So if you are using a podcast player, you should see a link. Just tap on the link, click on it, uh, and then you'll, you'll you'll get taken to the blog page, which will have links to the uh, to the shows. So you can uh, directly watch it on Netflix or whatever. So that's been our show for our episode one. Uh, more episodes coming out, hopefully, if you show us enough love. So <laughs> thank you so much. And uh, thank we'll you guys. Bye. Binge on.